All right. Hello. This is another week of Dopios. Sorry we uh, we missed you last week. Um, I, of course, I'm I'm Dante and uh, and I'm Daniel, and uh, we are your Dopio team. So let's. Uh, well, first, it was a long week. It was a, <laughs> for some of us, it was longer than for, for some of us, it was longer than others. But uh, man, it felt like a long week. Yeah. Um, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. I uh, my week was was hectic um, to say the least. I um, I'm off from work. I work part time, but I'm off from work for two weeks. And I usually do this uh, once a year around this time of year. Um, you know, spring cleaning and and whatnot. And um, you know, with uh, your sister moving out, we have some home improvement things going on and um, plus I had a vast amount of doctor's appointments this week which uh, tends to happen it tends to happen when you get a load you know <laughs> seasoned yeah you gotta go in seasoned right you gotta go in and get the tires kicked and the oil changed and so on and so forth just some maintenance but um, that comes with its own I don't know man it's, it is Dealing with the uh, with VA hospital and the VA clinics and you know the the hurry up and wait and the bureaucracy of it all is um it's, it can be taxing at times. But um, yeah, okay. good. yeah. So I um you know I weathered the storm and it's Saturday and I plan on doing little less than nothing today. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, but how was your week? I know the school's out of uh, something like that, right? Yeah, with coronavirus, uh, coronavirus panic in full swing here in Japan. Um, the prime minister uh, suggested he did not make anybody. He said, "Hey, it might be a good idea if you guys close down the schools. Each city can make their own decision." And of course, um, because everything is generally speaking passive aggressive here, people took that as an order <laughs> to close down everything. <laughs> and so um, they shut down the freaking schools. Uh, like in most areas, like some some cities are just now closing them down, but I've been out all, or uh, I haven't had any students in, in my school all week. And it's it's been lonely, you know, like, I mean, a teacher without students is like a carpenter without tools. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So it, it was definitely a strange week for me uh, as far as that's concerned. But I was able to do some some administrative work that you know teachers are always behind on, and um, I was able to really like hone in on what was going on in America and, and really study up on what's going on with coronavirus and things like that. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting, like just seeing the responses and, and it just shows the differences between the medical care. You know, you were talking about the VA, um, and you know, I would be a part of that system if I was in America, but you know, being in Japan, I'm a part of, uh, the national health insurance here, which is a completely different animal. Um, so like, I, I, I get your pain or I'm empathetic to your pain. Okay, um, but I, but luckily for me, I don't feel it. Um, like 
Japan's known for bureaucracy. Like, don't get me wrong. Not in medical, though. That's not where their bureaucracy is. Like, they are very to the point when it comes to healthcare. Um, So, no, I I didn't have to deal with I don't have to deal with that. But I actually put out a video about healthcare later earlier this week, and we'll talk about that in a bit. But, um, But no, like, you know, I was watching Super Tuesday and horrified at the foolishness that I that I saw um, but I'm so hopeful I'm so hopeful I'm angry but I'm hopeful Um, yeah as your um, Twitter feed suggests yeah (laughs) I said well your your Twitter feed has been moving man and 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 I get it I get it and I was uh, not to cut you off but I was kind of sitting back this morning I got up a little early um and um, I was just kind of digesting and going through your feed and, uh, and, and, and uh, about four other people that I follow um, that I've split. You know, um, two are Bernie uh, uh, Sanders and two are Bidens, and you know I kind of follow it. And, and it's um, man, it's crazy the temperature out here when it comes to this uh, this election. And I get the seriousness of it, you know, but it it seems like we're becoming more and more divided. And um, sometimes when you divide so fast, or maybe not so fast, but when the divide is so deep, it's hard to come back together. Not saying that you can't come back together, but it's so hard to come back together. I think we witnessed this in in 2016, you know, with um, Hillary and uh, Bernie followers. You know, when Bernie was out, no one wanted to support Hillary, you know, because the divide was so great. And of course, there were numerous other reasons as well. But um, yeah. the, the country, I think, yeah, I think that's happening. I think that's happening again now. Um, and you know, being one of the Bernie people, like, like I can tell you why it's happening because it's like two just diametrically opposite ideas of what is, what can win. Um, and it's just like any it's like a the difference between football coaches at the end of the game mm-hmm. like some coaches think oh well it's the second half we're winning we should just run the football like we'll like like we'll just play real conservative because that we're winning mm-hmm. but there are other coaches that decide hey we don't want to take our foot off the gas because we don't want to let the other guy back in the game now can both strategies win of course, of course. However, you can't not pay attention to the other team and just make your your strategy independent of the knowledge of the other team. So I think right now what you're seeing is is you're right. You're seeing a deep divide. Can can people come back together? Well, um, I I have my theories about that, but I don't want to get too far into it because I cut you off. Sorry about that. No, I I want to hear your theory. I want to. I mean, I mean, that's okay. Yeah, um, I think my theory is this. I think we can come back together, but I think it would it could only happen one way, and this sounds awful. Um, I don't think the people in Bernie's camp want to compromise anymore. Like and the reason is simple. Hillary Clinton was a compromise. Barack Obama was a compromise. 
Like people are tired of compromising on this side of the aisle when they're looking at the other side and they'll put crazy in the office, but we won't put aggressive in the office. Like, so like the people on Bernie's side are like, yo, how long are we going to have to wait? And it goes back to that James, James Baldwin, right? Yeah. James Baldwin. Yeah. yeah. James Baldwin quote, like, you know, you asked my grandfather to wait. You asked my father to wait. How long must we wait to like, how long must we wait to get the things that we, that we desire, the freedom that we desire. And so by that same token, like my generation now i know you said we don't look at what's been happening but i'm thinking there's a little bit of retrospection like they're looking at your generation like yo life has not gotten better for uh, for you no and then and then like they they go forward and like yo life is still not getting better for you is getting worse and it's getting worse and it's worse and you're telling us to wait 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 like oh biden's just going to be the caretaker until somebody else comes over no nah, i'm good miss me with that like no nah, we want aggressive like and and it's almost like that malcolm x theory like uh, martin luther king is like you know we're gonna we're gonna be patient and we're gonna we're gonna fight this with with righteous but tempered anger and malcolm x is like nah nah we're gonna burn this place to the ground and then we'll rebuild it but first it has to burn hmm. like and so it's like you have those two competing theories and it feels like we've been doing Martin Luther King's theory for four decades and they've watered it down so what do you do hmm. that's where we're at right now and I think that's why it's such a big divide you know what you said a whole lot and um I agree with you on um, on most of your points. On most of your points. However, um, wow, you covered a lot. All right, my take on what you just said is, um, I agree that uh, the aggressiveness is attractive at the moment. Uh, at the moment, especially when you look at the climate of um, our political process and who we have in office at the moment. You know, we need, you know, I, I can see the anger, the fury, and the need for some uh, aggressive action. However, um, however, there's something to be said and there's, 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 there's call, there should be caution in that. You know, um, I was always taught not to act out of emotion. You know, um, but tempered emotion and full-handed logic. Um, if we go in with aggression, how are we any different? Now, hear me out. Hear me out with this. How are we? Yeah, any, of course. How are we any different than the people who are already in there? Because if we're good question. If, 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 we, if we're if we're if we're raising our fist and and and, and pounding it to the sky. While they're raising their cheeky torches and their pitchforks, screaming at the sky, who's gonna be heard? My grandfather used to say, "Never argue with a fool, because a passerby will never be able to tell which one's the difference." Right. Yeah. So, um, I'm not. I I read one of your tweets this morning, and um, I like I like what you say. I like what the person said. It was a retweet. You know about yeah. Bernie not being a savior and 
I kind of smirked because we've had this conversation before. And um, yep. and uh, I went and looked up the definition of safety. That's just me, you know. And um, but that's a, that's an argument for another day. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it all boils down to this, you know. In, in my opinion, when I speak about the divide and and uh, where we're headed. I think things are going to get worse. You talk about, you know, burning the thing down and 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 that's what I see coming. A purging fire. You know, and the thing about a purging fire, nothing usually survives it. You know, it's usually a scorched earth thing. You know, people are out here angry at Bernie and people are out here angry at, at Biden. People are doing surgical strikes into each other's each one of the each one of the past trying to dig up stuff that will refute the other and prove a point on which one would be better when when all the while people are starting to get more and more disinterested in the process and my yeah but let go ahead i'm just gonna pause you for a second because you were talking like before you get into the disinterest in the process Mm -hmm. like this is a primary and it's hard to remember what Donald Trump was doing and what Republicans were doing in the last primary. And it's hard to remember all the other primaries before that. This is not that. This is not that vitriolic. The, the prime or the primary in the 80s, I think it was when Reagan was uh, being um, elected. Um, like Carter, I think, was going against Reagan. Or the election Reagan, Carter was going against Reagan. Yeah, Reagan was going against Carter. Yeah, Carter was up, yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and Carter was being nice, but Reagan was tearing him apart. Mm-hmm. And it was it was way more negative than this election. And I think people are like, and you're going to love this because you've probably been saying this for a while. People are soft. People yeah. are way too soft yeah. these days. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, oh, he was mean to me on Twitter, so I'm not going to support uh, the person that he, the person that he likes. Like, yo, do you really stand for anything? Right. Like, no, like, on, like, and when people say stuff like that, I'm like, oh, so you really, your life really isn't impacted by this. Because if you let Twitter change your mind about a life-altering decision, then your life really ain't that bad. Whenever I hear people say stuff like that, I'm like, oh, okay, you're you're one of those moderates that Martin Luther King was talking about. Your indifference make, makes no difference in your life. You'll be fine regardless. Thank you for identifying yourself. Like every person who does that, I'm like, thank you. You're on the list of moderates that don't really care about um, systemic change because it won't affect you at all. You were just holding up that placard of being the progressive, holding up that placard of caring, holding up that placard of Trump is a bad guy. He's the enemy. We need to be the resistance. But when it really comes down to it, you really don't stand for this. You're not really in this shit. So, like when I when I go ahead. yeah, but go ahead. No. So when I when I hear all that, like, and then we go back to like you know the division and, and burning everything down, like, and I'm thinking like nothing that's nothing survives that. Like, I think to myself like, like if we're talking metaphorically. Um, if the Democratic Party doesn't exist after this, would that not be a good thing? Considering what the Democratic Party is now, the diff like it's a bunch of capitalists masquerading as humanists, 
like trying to fill their pockets like at least the republican party is honest about who they are like they're capitalists who use religion to manipulate the people like at least they know who they are like but democrats are masquerading as people that care about people while only caring about money burn that to the ground i hear i hear everything you're saying man but it it, it all right let, let me work this backwards okay you know you said republicans are capitalists who use religion to push apart push to push an agenda okay i i, I see that in part but you you have you have a majority of uh, republicans who are poor um lower to lower middle class lower middle class to lower class people who follow blindly you have democrats who who are the same way but yet you have this new wave of democrats who are who are more and I and I have to take status but who have more social social agendas than uh in previous decades you know progressives progressive okay thank you thank you for that correction um you brought up Carter and Reagan um I wasn't going to say this this is just something that I was floating around in my head but since it came up every generation has a specific um leader or agenda that they that they follow some blindly you know and, and some you know with uh, informed enthusiasm you know my yeah. my generation it was Clinton and partially Obama you know for whatever reason you know revisionist history we were wrong i i grant that yeah. you know we were wrong um on Clinton was on Clinton um more so than Obama but we 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 kind yeah. we kind of get sucked into the first black president thing but that's a whole nother argument for a whole nother yeah um so now in comes your generation and and I'm not going to make this episode about generational divide and stuff like that but I'm just speaking for our history goes um yeah of course your generation um Bernie Sanders because Bernie Sanders is speaking to the concerns that affect your generation more so than mine affects mine when it comes to uh, healthcare you know and and, the, and student loans yeah. you know but your yeah, yeah exactly your student, your generation is going to be along be around a lot longer than my generation so you'll mm-hmm. be able to reap the benefits from what he's what he um what his agenda is attempting to do um much yes. longer than we will um now that being that being said you know about every generation having its uh its uh not savior but it's um guy yeah it's 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 figurehead it's figurehead thank you um i just i just think with the with the whole divide process and everything like that how can we get back i don't see a happy ending to this i don't see i don't see you know a kumbaya you talked about you know people are soft yes people are very soft and i think that most of us are at our core just sometime in our lives we develop a shell to protect that inner whatever jello or whatever stuff yeah <laughs> you know life life happens and when life happens if you you're either going to be you know um you're either going to respond to it in kind 
are you gonna you gonna build up this harder shell to defend yourself because you know you know you anticipate on what's coming so you know yeah people are soft and everything but man we've been made to uh you know for those that are still soft but isn't that what your generation in a way kind of you know preaches the tolerance and to be acceptable you know to to um to be inclusive you know yeah but tolerance tolerance and inclusivity yeah go ahead sorry the dichotomy the dichotomy of all this is when it comes to um certain agendas i see the aggressiveness wanting to play out but what about everybody else you know i I get that youthful mentality because i'm not i'm just maybe 20 years removed from that from that um let's storm the bunker mentality you know let's burn the building you know, um, kill them all in God sort them out mentality. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I'm not too long removed from that. And, and every now and then I get in my ice cube moment and I want to, you know, grow my flow back. But <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the thing is, man, there's other people out here who are directly and indirectly affected by the decisions that are being made that voice isn't necessarily being represented. And if you go storm in the building, there's gonna be a lot of people hurt in the process. And and I get it. Like what I just said about your generation being around a lot longer, have a lot longer left than ours. You know, um, we talked about this a, a, a couple of years ago about how we treat our kids versus how we treat our elderly. You know, yeah. are we are we are we are we really want do we really want to be that type of society that you know forsakes our elders yeah yeah you know what i'm saying and then and that's and that's what i'm seeing in this older like the south carolina um situation where um biden biden went to i know it's still such a situation with you but when biden um won and sanders didn't you know people were you know twitter was like my, my phone was glowing you know from all the uh, vitriol that was being um shot towards you know older black generations why are they choosing Biden sometimes it's yeah about the devil you know versus the devil no but like that's the that's the thing that kills me is that the devil that you know is a devil like that that like that cliche bothers me because you didn't have to choose like when you say the devil you know is better than the devil that you don't it's just not like you don't have the internet you can look that information up. Come on. What bothered me about that? No, 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 no. Like, like, let's let's be let's be realists of the real. Okay. Like, so you're telling so you're telling me that like that everyone knew that Biden worked with segregationists. Everybody knew that he wanted to cut your Medicare and your your Social Security. Everybody knew that he was mentally like not all the way there. Everyone knew all the things that he had done like with racists known racist eulogized racist and you guys thought well he's better than the other guy wait a minute like no that's not it don't you not me i'm not a i'm not a big biden supporter you know no 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 no, but but let me say this before i lose my thought um shit i think i just lost it but um (laughs) (laughs) okay um the devil, okay, you talked about going on the internet and looking and, and researching who's this and biting his history and so on and so forth. 
all that's well and good, man. But you got you got to understand that people of of uh, older ilk look at change as terrifying. I'm not talking about so, okay. I'm not talking so much my generation, but you know, um, my mother and father, that your grandparents, you know, they're, they're creeping into seventy, and I watch this woman who literally and man who literally taught me how to fight um you know they spend most of their nights looking out the window watching what's going on in, in their in their in their little uh condo subdivision you know yeah. um, the fear of change is paralyzing to some people so even even with all the accolades and and the um civil rights act um civil rights fighting that uh, Bernie did, you know, and it all seems great. And it's it's easy to be um to to, to root for someone like Bernie. Because some of some older people look at that man as like this is not what we used to. And maybe maybe we need a slower change. And I know you don't agree with that and I and I don't necessarily do either. You know, it's just that I'm I'm so cynical now that I don't believe any of them are going to do what the hell they're going to say. Yeah, but like what kills me about that is that you're saying we need a slower change. You're not getting a slower change. You're getting zero change. Well, he right, literally right, says that. Well, right, right now, we're not getting any change. We're trumping them. No, 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 no. I'm telling you the fundamental political differences between Biden and Trump. If you look at them chart by chart by chart, nothing changes. They're more resembling each other. I get that. Me personally, uh, I get to vote this shit. First time I get to vote since Clinton. You know what I'm saying? So I'm excited about that. However, I'm pissed about it because of my choice. I'm I'm, I'm pissed about it because, you know, why, why, why couldn't I why couldn't I get my voting rights back at a time where, you know, it, it was, um, I don't know, if, if, Biden, gets, if Biden, Biden wins the primary, I'm not going to be happy. If Bernie wins the primary, I'm, I'm going to be happy that he won it, but I'm going to be concerned if he could, if he could, if he'll be able to, uh, beat Trump. And, and the reason I say that is, is that people respond to fear. You know, and the people on the other side of the table, you know, are fearful of what Bernie's talking about. Bernie is talking about systematic change across the board. And a lot of people um, are terrified of that, especially big business, big pharmaceuticals, you know, um, um, insurance companies, um, banks who, um, who support student loans. You know, that's, that's, that's a lot. You know, and like I said, change is fearful to people you know yeah but like this is the thing like that kills me though like okay you're afraid of change not you i know what you're saying but people are afraid of ch- people are afraid of change okay um was desegregation a change yeah yes okay busing was a change i know you know busing yeah. Was a change. yeah uh let's see mm, was the war on drugs change well the war on drugs was changed too yeah right? yep yep okay yeah. uh like moving from the crack epidemic to the AIDS epidemic to to the Gulf War was a change. From the Gulf War to 
uh, the the economic downturn in the mid 90s was a change. Change is going to happen whether you vote for it or not. As a matter of fact, like we've shown test subjects 2016, when you don't vote, you're going to get some change, all right? <laughs> it's going to be the change that you don't like. I won't be around to remind you of everything you just said, but I'm glad this podcast will be. Because when you're, when you're 50, 60, 70 years old and some younger generation is talking about some type of radical change, I want you to remember what you said today versus how you'll feel then. You know, the morning never knows what the afternoon already expects, man. Yeah, all those from from civil rights rights to the economic and the bank structures falling apart in the in the mid in the early 2000s was all changed and and every change that happened between there affected people differently and just because change is going to come whether you like it or not doesn't mean people aren't terrified and paralyzed by it you know it, it, it doesn't change the feeling even though the truth that you speak is, is is evident change is coming you know um one of my favorite songs uh can't think of the person now um god i did a paper on it years ago um down by the river i was born by the river um change is gonna come whatever the case may be man change happens but people respond to it differently and a lot of people are afraid of change man and even though we know we need and I get that like this like for me like that's that's not the thing that bothered me like you know people are going to be resistant to change cool whatever like I can't change the fear in people like and and I I can speak about what I'll be like in my 70s but you know like it would just be pontificating about something I don't know right um but but what can I what I can say about this is this because we this we got to this from the Twitter reacting to um reacting to the uh the south carolina thing um like i I, and i i want to be careful with my words because i want you to i want you to hear okay um and i don't want you to uh, i'll hear not respond i i do not think that it was bernie's people that was calling african-americans low intelligence voters i don't think it was Bernie people saying that. What I think is it's very convenient, not just think, I saw. It was political, it was convenient political spin because what does Bernie like to say? It's the political establishment. We're against the establishment. We're against the establishment. And then Biden says, oh, well, guess who the establishment is? Black people. Are you against black people? And then what? See, he uses black people as a meat shield. So now, now black people are like, oh, oh, they're saying I, I'm not smart. And just like, and just like fishing, you just got to throw it out there. And black people just hooked. Oh, like, yeah, I'm not going for that dude. Like, he, he don't care about us. But like the dude who actually threw the line that got you hooked, he's the one who's always betrayed you. Like, and so like, I, it bothers me because it's like, I know that I'm a, I'm a, maybe it's in my bones to be political. 
and to see the structures of power for what they are. I can see it like the matrix. And maybe that's in my blood. But I believe that each person has eyes and can see. Like whether they can actually see with those eyes or if they can see with the third their third eye. I believe that they can see if they just look. And so what bothered me most about the South Carolina thing wasn't the fear. That didn't bother me. Fear is normal. That didn't bother me at all. What bothered me was the people standing enthusiastically behind him screaming, "This is our guy. He's for us." Yo, don't tell me that he's for us when I can give you point by point by point by point over decades where he wasn't for your black ass. <laughs> so so like so it it kills me because it looks like Uncle Tom foolery is what it looks like. And I know the people that are voting for him aren't that way. It's fear, but it doesn't look like fear when I see you on TV, when I see you on Twitter, when I see you on Facebook saying this is my guy what is it like it it looks like um uncle tom foolery to you yeah yeah Uh, that's what it looks like now now that being said now uh, i want to address something about the older generation because like because there's something i think about all the time when it comes to my grandmother because she's in the medical industry Mm -hmm. so i i'm really concerned about like what bernie's plans are for that because like if she's in medical admin like his plans will absolutely affect her um and so the first thing i did like because i i like to think about how things are going to affect me the third wave not the first when you throw the rock in the pond not the first wave that hits me not the second wave that hits me but the third wave what's the third wave effect of him throwing this rock in the pond he wants to do Medicare for all, which eliminates a lot of uh, health insurance and a- health admin jobs. Mm-hmm. Like, how does that affect um, those families of people who are in those jobs? Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I look at. And what I see is plans to employ these people in positions in that new plan so that he's expanding the job base to cover the people that are affected by this. And this is the kind of third like this is the kind of planning that we need like this is why i always hate it when people are like yo give me reparations like i used to think about like yo if they give us this money is this gonna be like it for us <laughs> like that's it we're not gonna get anything else yeah i ain't never been affected by like, the money either I, I've, I've never yeah like yeah we need to think about the third wave effects of this and so like i'm always trying to think about that and so i get upset when people say, well, this stuff isn't going to affect my community or you're not thinking about how it's going to affect our community. No, actually, I'm thinking about how it's going to affect my community, the community around my community, the community around that community and the global community because of it. I, and I, I'm afraid. I'm afraid of not changing things because that which doesn't change or advance dies. Yeah. And I don't see any advancement in America. I'm gonna tell you right now, looking at the coronavirus response, yeah. Korea has been able to test 1.3 million people. How many people have they tested in America? <laughs> Not a quarter of that. 
Exactly. Not even a fraction of that, man. And and you know, exactly. Um, when you when you when you say when you say about um, looking at the third way, uh, addressing the third way, what's going to happen after this happens, and so on and so forth. I mean, that, and that that's intuitive and all well and good, you know. And um, and that's the way we should be thinking. We should we shouldn't just be thinking about how it's going to affect us directly. We need to think generationally, you know, and globally, like you said. You know, and as far as, uh, you know, healthcare, you know, well, well first I want to I wanna go back to something real quick before I go on to that. Um, yeah. You said something about um, people unwilling to see the truth. Um, that's the note that I wrote down while you was talking. And then you said, I asked you, what, what does that look like to you? And I said, that look like Uncle Tom Foolery. Um, that argument right there that that statement right there you know hit home with me because for most of my life I've viewed things a certain way and whenever I presented it people look at me like I'm crazy you know and and for the most part I just kind of just brushed it off you know well you know you just don't see what I see you know and um the other day or yesterday and uh this is a little off but on subject um took my took my truck to the shop and um and for the past year and a half it seems every five months my truck breaks down and um you know the first time was like last april and uh cost about seven eight hundred dollars to get get it together then uh, again in october about four or five hundred and then yesterday it was 180 took it to the same shop and um a few weeks ago they uh, text me and said, we noticed that you gave us a two and a half, three star rating. You know, um, was there something wrong with our service? And then I text them back, no, it's just you're a little pricey. You know, and um, I'm driving a old 2002 Dodge Ram, you know, POS. And, um, you know, uh, that's just, you know, the prices that you have. But you're convenient. You know, I live in a small town, so my choices are limited. Um, so yeah, so I, so we went back and forth, and I raised it up to like three and a half, four stars. You know, I said, well, I'll probably have to be back. Just didn't realize I'll be back this soon. So yesterday, go there, and you know, it was something as simple as replacing a thermostat. My younger days, I would have done it myself. You know, it's not easy for me to get up under the ground, get up under there, and, and do the things I used to do. Yeah. So you know, I paid someone to do it. But when they told me one hundred eighty dollars, I was like, damn. You know, and then of course. You know, my wife reminds me all the time that this isn't the 1980s. Things aren't the same, you know. Yeah. And and so be it. I'm stuck in that era. All right, long story short. Yeah. I get, we get back home, and I go on my rant about how it's a... Well, she says everything's a conspiracy with me. I said, now, you just don't see the things the way that I see it. You know, I see that I'm in there every five months. I see that, um, you know, when I'm in there, they don't want to make eye contact. You know, when we walked in, they didn't greet us, you know, so I'm seeing all of it and I'm wondering why she can't see it. You know, she's so yeah. quick to blow it off as people are just being people, you know, and I'm thinking there's got to be an underlying current to this, you know, and I say all that to say this, but when you say people are unwilling to see the truth, there's a, I think that there's a reason why they don't want to see the truth. You know, we can't always just dismiss it as, 
it, it, it's Uncle Tom foolery. You know, people have been lulled into a false sense of security and, and comfort, even in the chaos, that they are unwilling to change. You know, and I will transition from that onto what you said about the healthcare, um, going into healthcare. You know, um, your grandmother, um, she used to be in um, administration. You know, she she was yeah. um, she was the house supervisor uh, from 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. over a whole hospital, and um, the woes and the and the um, the heartbreak and the stories she used to tell me about what goes on. I would go up there some nights to uh, have lunch with her or whatever, and um, it's heartbreaking the things that go on there now. I mean, they went on back then. Yeah. You know, now she. It, it, it affected her so much she left administration and went into education. So, you know, now she's a professor um, teaching young ladies or uh, people to be uh, registered nurses. Uh, she's a clinical coordinator. Yeah. And, um, you know, and I asked her about it, you know, um, what's going on. And, you know, she, she gave me a few points of reference, you know, um, dealing with the cost of medication and, and things of that nature and how some people are having to make sacrifices from food um with yeah rationing right you know and, and that and that's that's pretty much common knowledge but you know she went on to tell me about um they feel as though the nursing industry is in crisis mode that um there's a nursing shortage um that younger nurses are not as dedicated um no offense to my daughter um dedicated <laughs> and, and would rather be in management not working on a floor you know and then there's there's the twist and this is where like my wife comes in because she's a nurse um you know it's such a shortage that my wife could pull three or four twelves back to back you know three or four twelves and then they'll call her on her day off offer her two hundred dollars to come into work one shift you know and then my mother was telling me about travel nursing you know um some hospitals are, are paying out ten to fifteen thousand dollars in sign-on bonuses. You know, um, offering to pay mortgages and down payments on homes in turn for five-year work. You know, um, I'm, um yeah, crazy. they're offering to pay her student loans and stuff off if she agrees to commit to um, to a hospital for X number of years. You know, so. There's, there's, there's so much going on behind the scenes in this healthcare outside of what people are just, you know, focused and talking on. Yeah, insurance rates are crazy. You know, um, in, in, in my house alone, we have to split it up where I'm on my wife's dental and, and vision and I am and I do VA on, um, on my own since I'm a veteran. And... Um, yeah. The level of, and 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 to all my veterans that are listening, to all our veterans that are listening, you know, VA has made strides to uh, to uh, to assist and aid us in every way possible. However, if you go to an outside um, source for med for medicine and for care, you can see the difference, and 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 you Absolutely. can see the difference on how things are done. You know, I, I had. Three appointments this week um, up in VA, up in Louisville. You know, so that's me driving 45 miles each way, 
you know, um, 90 miles three times this week, you know, for an appointment. And one of them, when I got up there, they said, oh, we forgot to send you a letter out and a text notice. It's not till next week. You know. Yeah, come on. You know, and, and, and then they wonder why, you know, at least every hour on the hour, there's a veteran being escorted out by security, you know, because someone snaps off up in there, you know. Uh, yeah. But I could, re- I could riddle you with stories on top of stories um, about my VA adventure. Um, but the bottom line is the healthcare crisis in America has is, is gotten to the point to where it's become almost a game of Russian roulette. You know, we you don't know some 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 people who aren't as fortunate as others don't know if they're gonna get their insulin or medication. You know, my, my father, your grandfather, uh, takes a specific medication for ulcers. That that medication is over three hundred dollars a month. Which is which is yeah for for some people yes. You know, but my mother, knowing a little bit about medication, um, was able to find a cheaper uh, brand of medication to, to take care of it. However, what about people who don't know how to do that? Exactly. And that's, see, that's the thing I'm talking about, though. Like, these stories, the stories like the ones you're saying, the VA, too. Like, people don't know these stories. Like, and that's why they think that the status quo is okay. But the status quo is not okay. And the fear of change is not okay. And the reason why it's not okay is for the specific reasons that you just brought up. Like, the the ability for people to take care of these things, like, it, it, like it's, it's not all the way there. Like, there are people who die because they're rationing their insulin. Like, that's crazy. It is, man. It's day and age. Like, yeah, and, and and furthermore, furthermore, um, sorry about the mm-hmm. background noise, but they're doing they're doing all of this like while seeing that people are dying. Like the government is okay like and this is what kills me about the voting, people vote so selfishly. Like I oh, I just want to win. I don't care about the policies. I only want I agree to win. With that. that kills me. Like, yo, like, you don't think that your decisions and who you vote for and poor people not having health care is not going to affect you? Guess what? Now there's a pandemic on your doorstep and working class people can't afford to take time off to take care of themselves. So guess what? They're sick behind going to be at work. And oh, they're working at your burger shops. They're working at your your factories they're working at like all these places where you like to go they're working there but because they can't take time off and if they got corona guess who got corona now you got corona and it's not because they were being lazy it's because they couldn't afford to take the time off because we have a government that doesn't care and we have a government that doesn't care because we have an electorate that's selfish I, no way, no. So, I cannot argue with one thing you just said man and, and the whole time that you that you were saying that, I was thinking of all people, um, Donald Trump. I was thinking about all the people who jumped on his bandwagon back in 2016 because 
they wanted to win. They wanted to prove the other side wrong. And it almost, just for a brief second, it almost made me wonder, were those same people jump back on his bandwagon this time? You know, and... Um, yes, they will. And I'll tell you why. And I'll tell okay, you why. And, and then one more quick thing. You know, when we were talking about this healthcare and, and you were talking about the government, don't you think the media has a responsibility in this too? You know, because... Absolutely. Everything that we were just talking about, what if the media actually, actually done what the media is supposed to do and shine a light on it? You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, 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 I don't know about the media in Japan, but here in America, the media has been bought and sold. You know, you never see the shit you're supposed to see. You see what, what it's almost yeah. like, I don't know, I don't know the right term for it. But it's almost like the like the government is controlling the media, and we're seeing even with CNN and MSNBC and you know BBC America, you're still seeing some of the you're not seeing everything. They shine a light on. Yeah. I mean, you see Los Angeles and California. I mean, Los Angeles, California, and 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 and, and New York, Chicago, Atlanta, but you won't see Skid Row in in New York and, and Los Angeles. You won't see Piedmont Park in Atlanta, how it's covered with homelessness. You won't see the backed up lines for um, um, for medical care and um, user clinics in Chicago. You, they won't show that shit, man. And that's what makes the hell yeah, out of me. And, and, but and that's because the news, the news has become a rating system. And of course, like it is the media's job. There, we call them the fourth column right. for a reason. And the reason why we call them that is because they're like the unofficial fourth branch of government because whereas the judicial like like the the judicial is the justice system of, of our government and the legislative writes the laws and the executives well the executives implement said law like the media is the ones who tell us what's happening and if we trust as we're as we we should be able to trust the media but when the media is bought and paid for you can only trust them to tell you as much as the money goes so like as for japan japan has its own issues with the media as far as like um the government being the government's narrative being at the forefront of the media but the thing is everyone knows <laughs> Like everyone knows like what the government line is and then everyone knows how it's different than what's going on on the ground. Like everyone knows. So like there's no question about what's happening. So people make the decisions independent of the news, independent of the government. They just make the decisions they need to make on a day-to-day basis. Americans don't do that. Americans need to believe that they can trust mm-hmm. the media. Like even while even while yelling at the media, they just say, "Oh, well, I trust this media more because they're the ones who tell the real truth," while not fo- following the money because they need someone to believe in and they can't undermine their own belief system. Like that's like saying, like that's like sending someone to church and they're like, "Oh yeah, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian," but then all the while being a Christian, they're seeking ways to undermine their own religion. Like, that's not what's happening. That's not what can happen. People can't live that way. Like, so, like, what I think, and and 
you kind of touched on this is that people can't open their eyes for a particular reason and the reason is simple because once their eyes are open they can't go back and yeah and and that that amount of knowledge like can depress you and ignorance is bliss and everyone knows it and sometimes I wish I was dumb I wish I was ignorant like cause no cause it was just like life would be easier like yo like look how happy I'm dumb he is I wish I was I'm happy and agree with that yeah yeah like so like and and to to kind of uh, go back to like how we started all this like you know this week seeing Super Tuesday and seeing the narratives that come out there and you're saying we're more split apart and I told you that I think we can come back together but only in one way like now I'm going to tell you in that one way we will never be able to all unite under the banner of let's keep things the way they are however however Bernie Sanders, as he is, cannot unite the party. No. What he needs, he needs somebody at like as his running mate. They're not going to be a moderate. They're going to be progressive like him, but that can speak to the fear. Um. Like, and that's, and and yeah, you need a barking dog. Like, like to be a shepherd, you need you need a shepherd dog. Also, your shepherd has to have a kind hand and a kind heart. Like, and there's a time and a place for the barking dog, and there's a time and a place for the kind heart and cane. Like, so, like, I feel like no one will be able to unite under Biden. And you, people can say what they want to me about that, and they can say how I'm just playing favorites because I have my favorites. The reason why you won't have anyone unite under Biden is because of the same reason why no one united under Hillary and that is people hate the system anyone who represents the system cannot say they're going to fix the system that's why you haven't heard anything from Biden about his plans you want to know why you haven't heard any plans because he's bought and paid for by the system for which he is saying he's going to change and how is he going to change it by not changing it at all like and so people like people at least my wing of the party they're like yeah uh man it's gonna be real hard for me to get to the voting place i'm gonna try i'm gonna try to get to the to the station but it's gonna be difficult like and biden's side of the wing is saying oh well you know i i don't trust bernie because i don't think he can get elected well you know how he can get elected Right. Vote for him. <laughs> like, yo, yo, like, it's easy. Like, oh, he's unelectable. Yeah, if you don't elect him. Yeah, and, and I mean, it's kind of hard for me to dispute anything you just said, you know, because I was listening to you, but I was also thinking, well, if Bernie, if, if, if Bernie gets a, uh, a barking dog, you know, who would Biden get that would, that could, you know, Stacey Abrams. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a, yeah. You know, but what I was looking at, I was looking at it in contrast. You know, you said that no one would unite under uh, under um, Biden, MC, um, under Biden. Um, but what if Biden pulls something, some someone in that could pull and and um, kind of um, ah, this is a bad choice of words, but pacify the Bernie supporters. 
you know, couldn't it work both ways? And I'm thinking, nah, it couldn't. You know, the Bernie, the Bernie, um, the Bernie and his barking dog uh, would unite better than um, biting and his shepherd, so to say. Um, well, what I'm saying, but well, Bernie's the barking dog. I want, I want to be clear about that. Bernie's the barking. Okay. Dog. Like he needs someone. He needs someone soft with him. Like Biden, he's the soft person. He needs the barking dog. Well, okay. okay. I, 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 so, see, I see what you're saying. You know, but I was looking at it in terms of, you know, someone to reach over, not across an aisle, but reach over yeah. to the Biden people. You know, to say, look, man, we got, we yeah, got this. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm gonna make sure it doesn't go too, too far off the rails. You know. To, you know, to just, I mean, to them people, you know, to the people of my generation a little bit older. It does like, man, this is shit. This, this, this sounds good, but man, I, I just don't have it. But you need someone to say, like, man, look, you got this. Just relax, you know, buckle your seatbelt, you know, fix you something to drink, and just come on along for the ride, man. We got this, you know, because. But see, that's the thing. Like, if but if we had someone who could do that, like, and we had it, we, we had it, we had it. Like, because when uh, when Biden was like everybody was still running or whatever, like there was still room for people to coalesce a, around around Bernie. Like, we could have taken Pete. Pete would have been fine. Like, I don't like Pete. I don't like Pete. But we could have taken. We could have taken him and that would have pacified people like, oh, he's a moderate. Like, okay, you know, like, we'll be fine. Like, we could have taken, um, heck, black people love Yang too. And that's my guy. Yang. That's my guy. That's my, yeah. that's who I was, that's my guy right there. Yeah, Yang. Yeah, I would have. Yeah. yeah. So, like, yeah. Like, if you had Yang, that would have been fine. Like, but he's gone kind of corporate. Like, so it's like now we're left with mm. Warren, which I don't think she's gonna. I don't think she's gonna endorse anybody because she went scorched earth on Bernie, and Bernie right. was her friend. Um, like, and then Biden has all these people coalescing around him. If he picks Stacey, if Bryony, excuse me, if Biden picks Stacey Abrams, I know why he's doing it, and I think it's the most cynical thing you could possibly do. And he's doing it because he's like, look, I have a black woman on my ticket. Yeah, like tokenism. Like you gonna vote? You gonna vote? You gonna vote against the black woman? Like yo, come you on, do man, that, <laughs> that's the most cynical. Yo, like I, I, I hate it. Like I hate it because it's so. It makes so much sense and it's so yeah. obvious. Uh, I, I, um, I don't know, man. I, uh, <laughs> it's gonna be interesting on how this turns out, you know, and I. You know, I, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm a skeptic. I'm a skeptic in the process as, as a whole, you know, because for my 50 years, um, I haven't seen anything. And I could be wrong, but as I sit right now, I haven't seen anything good ever come out of this process. You know, I've been... And I'm saying eyes in my generation been lied to, led astray, run amok, you know, all all the little catchphrases that uh that Malcolm said, you know, bamboo, whatever, you know, by every electorate, you know, for the past 
I won't say 50 years because I wasn't even cognizant of it for the first eight. Um, but, you know, for 42 years, I've, I've, I've witnessed this, this constant per- perpetuation of lies. You know, we'll promise you everything and give you what we want you to have if we give you anything at all. So, you know, I, I, I love everything that Bernie says. I, I will, I will, I will openly admit that to you right now. I love everything that Bernie says. Biden scares um, But Bernie, you know, I would love to see him, to see him win. You know, but I know that once people get into that oval, man, things change. You know, all, a lot of our hopes, my generation and your grandparents' generation, um, was on Obama, you know, and and a lot of the shit that he said sounded good, but nothing was ever done for us on, on that level, you know. Where was his it, money coming from? That like I I I always go back to that. Like now we have unprecedented transparency and who pays whom. Like, so if I see who pays you, I know who I know where your yeah, policies are. Loyalty is like. Yeah, like I mean, I mean, like I love Barack, like, and he will forever be like my favorite, like, president as far as speeches yeah, are concerned. Boy. Like, I mean, like, but for me, like, when when I saw where he was getting his money from, everything he did made sense. Everything, nothing surprised me. Nothing. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, yo, he's getting money from this donor, this donor, this donor. Okay, so that's why he's not going to do. Like a, like a mandate for everyone to take, like to have government health care. Like that's why he couldn't do this, 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 this. Boom. Like he's not going to do any of this stuff that I want. Like because he's getting paid by this person. Like, and like what sucks is that your generation couldn't do that. Like because I think if you did, y'all could have found real allies and not these false leaders that portrayed themselves as allies like oh yeah like I'm gonna take care of you and then sell right. your bill of goods like like and, and we're in an unprecedented age of information now where we can say oh yo like this guy's saying he's about this life but look at his track record he's never <laughs> been about this life and, and, and you're absolutely right like so like and, and it's it's a little bit different but and you're right uh, you're right about one thing, and, and I feel like it's important that every every person who watches politics and votes understands one of the most important things about politics. And it's this. Your job as a politician is threefold. Like, you have three jobs. One, win. Two, promise. Three, disappoint. Like, you're always going to disappoint. Why? Because you're not a king. Like, but you you want to disappoint in a more, more satisfactory way. Like, your job is going to be disappointing. Like, you will disappoint people. Your job, like, at that point is to dis- disappoint people in the least destructive way. Like, so, will I think Bernie Sanders get everything he wants done? No. What I think he will do is the best that he can, and his best that he can is better to me than Biden, and that's why I am the where where I am where I am in the process. 
However, yeah. I, I want to kind of transition over to this people thing and how we treat people in this country. Um, because like this this week, people have been taking shots at B- Bernie about and and in different ways. And one of his surrogates, Nina Turner, yeah. who, <coughs> who I think is amazing, like yeah. Like, I mean, she she is just something else. She's a force of will and nature. Um, you know, I saw like I saw the the thing with uh, Hillary, which no relation <laughs> to the other Hillary. Um, like on the news the other day, or on uh, CNN with Chris Cuomo, and you know, Nina Turner has always talked about how. You know this whole moderate thing. She's not a fan of it, and she's not a fan of it for the same reason that MLK wasn't a fan of it, because they are the true enemy of true justice and peace. And when I when I saw the girls like the other the the Hillary girl like say, well, you don't have any standing. How dare you? Like that's not what I meant. Like blah blah blah. blah. I just thought to myself, like, yo, shut up, like. Let black people yeah, that, that, that's always concerned me when when white folks jump in and try to correct black people on a specific topic that they're coming from, you know, with the passion and the heart that they're coming from from with it, you know. Um, and it always makes me question: What's your overall agenda by doing this? Are you trying to make it? Are you trying to endear yourself to us? Are you trying to? Are you once again trying to um, teach us how to be, uh, you know, better than us? Right. Civilized. You know, that, that's always yeah. kind of pissed me off to, to uh, no uncertain degree. Yeah, and, and I think to take it to the next level, like, it just showed, like, it just shows the Democratic Party. And, like, granted, I'm, uh, ne- like, there's nothing for me in the Republican Party, but... Like, it just shows me like how the Democratic Party takes black people for granted because here you have this woman who's a, who's a Biden surrogate who's the moderate of the moderate uh, and she supports the guy who's gotten uh, so far the higher percentage of black voters and this girl is talking this way like and like she works for your king like this yeah. your man's over here she works for your man's over here and and that's supposed to be right. protecting us, like, and it's good. Like, I, I just, like, I think it will always surprise me, right? Or sorry, it will always disappoint me. It will never surprise me. It will always disappoint me that people who claim to be our allies fall short of that measure. Or, like, and I don't know how to get over it. I just don't. I don't know how to get over that disappointment. But I'm disappointed every day. Like, and I'm like, yo, this is our party. Yo, we need to wreck Well, this party. you know, one way to, uh, I'm not going to say to get over that disappointment, but to kind of temper it is to realize, to, to realize that people are people, man. And you can't, and just because someone, you know, walks lockstep with you, for a particular cause. I don't ever think that, they, that, that we're always going to be lockstep on everything, you know. And people disappoint people. Nobody's perfect, you know. Nobody 
you know, this this whole thing with uh, Nina Turner and you know, um, you know the mod, the white moderate, and this you know Hillary trying to talk over her and, and this that shit right there is 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 I don't know. It's history replaying replaying itself in so many different ways, man. I, I don't. Um, there used to be a saying back in the day. I used to hear my father say all the time. There ain't too many John Browns out there, you know. And um, John Brown being the white abolitionist that uh, fought and died with slaves. Uh, ain't too many John Browns out there, you know. And uh, I don't, I'm never surprised nor am I disappointed anymore when someone really shows me who they are. You know, now I just believe them. And uh, I'm not moved one way or the other. You know, and I, and I, I find myself saying, why did I think this moderate was a John Brown? You know, when in reality, he just showed me who he really was. You know. Yeah. So I mean, when 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 and and and, and I guess another part of it, if, if anything, pisses me off more so about this is how the media just runs with it. You know, you knew what this you knew what this husband yep. was gonna say. You knew how to. That's why you compare. Yep. Put these two people on a panel together. It makes for good TV. It makes for, uh, well, good in quotation. Uh, <coughs> uh, yeah, exactly. You know, uh, good TV, good rating, and you might be able to just get a bite out of it that will end up on um, the circuit of social media for the next two or three days. You know, I'll raise my hand and call yeah. bullshit. You know, all of it. You know, CNN and. I mean, and I like, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of like Anderson Cooper, but I, but a lot of these other cats, man, Como, all of them, man, it's all about the sound bite. Ain't no one shining a light on what's really going on. You know, I like Van Jones too, but you know, uh, for the most part, you don't like Van? I don't. I like Van, man. I like, I like Van. I've, I've, I've heard him, uh, I heard, uh, quite a few of his speeches and, uh, I've listened to, uh, some of his uh, open debates and stuff like that. I kind of, I kind of like that, you know. But uh, I, I like what Van tries to do, but the problem is he shows his hand. Like Van is out for well. Van. <laughs> like, and, I mean, yeah, and that's fine. That's fine. That's fine for you to be there. Like, of course, we're all going to be like survivalists. Right. We should all take care of ourselves. But like. It serves Van for Trump to be in. Well, the shit, it serves, it serves a lot of the nighttime like, TV hosts and comedians and everybody else, you know? Yeah, but a lot of people were, were honest about the fact that, like, whenever, like, whenever the, it was funny, Colbert had, like, a moment. And right. I, I like Colbert. He had a moment, he was like, you know, like, all these jokes are all well and good, and, you know, like, I enjoy making you guys laugh, but this is scary. Mm-hmm. Like he said, he said that. Like he said that. Like on the night that Trump was elected, he was like, "Yo, like I, I, I like making these jokes, but like a lot of people out there are really afraid, and and this is scary." But and then he went on to say, "You know, that things are going to be okay, and we'll see about that." But like, but like I, I think that that's why a lot of people are okay with Biden getting the nomination 
Like, mm-hmm. I'm sorry to yeah. go back to this, but like, if 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 he wins a nomination for the for um, for the Democrats, he goes up against Trump, he gets destroyed, and everyone still has their job. Or he goes against Trump, he wins, mm-hmm. and everyone still has their job. But if Bernie wins, <laughs> systemic change means that like this 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 oh like I'm a surrogate for this I'm a resistance for that all that's over like he doesn't care that you work for the Koch brothers he doesn't care that you work for Bloomberg he doesn't care yeah. no I'm good like give me the true like give me the true homies yeah like put killer Mike like if you like, so yeah exactly like indeed that that's what that's what and and I'm, I'm gonna go off on a tangent yo I love that the fact that we have like we have people like Killer Mike out here doing political rallies like that. Like, think about that. Like, like we went from NWA like uh, talking about politics and being maligned maliciously for their anti-police and pro-community standards. Like, but now we have Killer Mike who's talking the same talk, talking that same talk. But now he's on a national stage hey, moving the pump, people. Hey, man, that's five over Bernie Sanders. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when yeah. Chuck D kicks Flavor off stage, you know some shit going on. I mean, it's, 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 yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, and I and I can't, um, I can't, I can't no longer argue that issue with you anymore about um, it being a movement. You know, a few weeks ago, we, we discussed it. Uh, uh, yeah, about three weeks ago, we discussed it. Um, you know, a movement, and, and you were you were kind of making the comparison to the civil rights and, and this, this, and that, and that. And me being so unwilling to bend when it comes to certain topics, wasn't willing to see it as a movement. But um, I can't, I can no longer say that. There is a movement taking place, and um, whether I'm in agreement with everything that's going on along with this movement, I can't no longer dispute the fact that there's a movement. You know, when you do have the likes of Killer Mike and Chuck D and um, Public Enemy and S1Ws and all these cats that that I grew up um, kind of respecting, um, being involved in this. You know, it, it kind of makes me look at it a little differently. You know, what are these cats seeing in this? You know, uh, I don't know, son. I mean, I'm like I said, I'm I'm a cynic to the end. You know, I'm going to question. I was raised to question authority. I was raised to to, uh, to believe that the first question you can ever ask is why. You know, so I'm always going to uh, probably be a cynic, but um. I'm 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 leaning I'm leaning I'm leaning I haven't fall, fell, fall over, fell over yet but uh I'm leaning in the belief that uh there's something powerful possibly taking place you know right before I man I think I just found my good things of the week man just hearing you and he's a man might have a new good well, there, things this man. week like <laughs> no, but like, like we'll transition into that now. Let's talk about some good things. You no, know, my good thing since we're since uh, we're talking 
um, you know, and I was making the joke about what you just said being a good thing. Like, my good thing this week is that it's uh, awareness. Like, I'm seeing, like, and I talked about, like, seeing a bunch of, like, negative stuff and, and things like that. And there's always negative stuff to see. But what I am seeing is, is a level of self-awareness from people. Um, Warren dropped out of the race um, a couple of days ago. And, of course, people are upset. But people are now, like, looking at themselves like, yo, what do I really stand for? Like, where am I going next? And, it, like, I had a conversation with a friend because I'm not really a fan of Warren um, because of some stuff she did earlier on. And uh, I was like, you know, like, I, I don't like her, blah, 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 blah. And she's like, yeah, but, you know, like, like when are women going to have their time? And I was like, you know, you're right. You know, I, I was looking at this from like my my perspective with, with Bernie, and like I'm thinking I'm thinking about the progress of my goals, my goals, my goals. But I'm not thinking about like the fact that you know there are that like millions of little girls out there that are looking up, and they're like, "Yo, is it even possible for me?" And like that kind of self awareness for me, and I'm seeing it from other people. Like, that's so important to see, like, for, like, the growth of a society. And I and I was really afraid. Like, I, I'm still afraid because, honestly, we're, we're not talking about all of society. Um, I'm afraid that, like, American society is, well, it's done. Like, it's in its death throes. And the reason I think that is because people lack the empathy to, to seek greater self-awareness. Like, they're like, oh, okay, well, you know... Like, they care about themselves, but they're not aware of themselves. Like, they care about, like, the things that are going on around... Or, or, sorry, they say they care about the things that are going on around them, but they're not really aware of what's going on around them. And in case in point, you were talking about the news. Um, and I'll, I'll finish with this. You were talking about the news uh, uh, in L.A. and the news in Chicago and the news in New York, but they're not seeing, like, the little things that are going on in like in the midwest like or or worse they're they're focusing on the midwest because like oh yeah that's what america is america's the midwest but they're not showing like they're not showing the madness that's going on like on each coast like like every they love going to the coast during hurricanes but they don't love going to the coast like during situations of hardship outside Mm -hmm. of their photo op like so they know what's going on, but they're not really aware of what's going on. Like, so um, seeing that this week made me really happy. Um, and I'm hoping that it'll continue to be that way. <laughs> my hopes aren't high, yeah. but there's hope. So that's uh, good well, you know, hope is always a good thing. You know, I say hope springs eternal, you know, and. And my good stuff for the week, and I struggled. I'm going to be honest. You know, I struggled to find anything good this week, you know, for the simple fact that um, I hate going up to the VA. Um, but in lies my good <laughs> stuff, though. Um, a lot of uh, us older vets, we have a tradition when we go to VA. We all wear our veterans cap, you know, if we belong to any fraternity. Um, that we may have joined while in the military we'll wear our rings and things of that nature and we all sit in the waiting room and for the first few moments that someone enters the waiting room you know everyone's quiet and watching 
and then within two or three minutes, a conversation will either continue or start. And where did you serve? Where did you serve? Oh, was you in Europe? Yeah, I was in Europe. Desert Storm, uh, Vietnam, Iraq, and we just go from there. And, and regardless of what we're there for, be it to have uh, a cortisone shot in your knee, uh, you know, some type of x-ray or MRI, you know, regardless of what goes on in our life outside of that, in that waiting room, there's a camaraderie, be it Army, Air Force, Navy, Marines, Coast Guard, Reservists, whatever the case may be. There's a camaraderie that takes place that in my life is unmatched anywhere. You know, so this week yeah. I'm sitting in the waiting room, um, one for a cortisone shot in my knee. And, um, you know, there's only two other guys in the waiting room, TVs on, it's like on prices Right or something, you know, and um, I sit down and you know, out of habit, I pull out my phone and start, you know, and then um, we all just look up and then a conversation ensues, you know, and we and we were talking, we didn't even talk about our service at, at, at the beginning of it. We just talked about, you know, dusting off our lawnmowers and getting ready for the season coming up, you know, and then we went into, you know, um, you know, they seen that I was in the army and uh, they said, well, you ever do any time in Germany? I said, yeah, yeah, I was, you know, in Kaiserslautern, K-Town. You know, oh man, we used to party down there, and and and, and that makes it worth it. You know, I complain about the drive up to Louisville and the weight, and you know the bureaucracy of it all. But to sit down with a uh, a fellow comrade in arms is uh, is a beautiful thing, and it's kind of transcended to um, to everything else that's going on, and kind of goes along with what you were saying in the sense of. You know, even though we come from different places, different walks of life, different regions or whatever, you know, we can always find some type of commonality. And again, to me, that that's hopeful. If we can just find something yeah. that, um, I don't know, we can focus on, on the things that we have in common more so than things that we have, uh, you know, are, are different among us, you know, so. Yeah, that's my most good, you know, in the waiting room at the VA, waiting to have a three-inch needle shoved in my knee. I had a good conversation. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, you kind of need the good conversation when you know you get a three-inch needle in your yeah, knee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need something to take your mind off of what's coming. So, that's it for me. Yeah. Well, man. Uh, I mean, I, I think that's, that's it for both of us. And we... We had a, a nice, full, robust conversation. Yeah, definitely double dose, you know. So, um, if you're listening out, or well, you, you clearly are listening out there. So feel free to uh, like and subscribe on whatever pod um, podcasting uh, service you're using. And uh, absolutely shoot us a review. Um, you can also uh, write any questions um, under the under the review, and we'll definitely shout you out and answer your questions um, as we get um, get going more. Uh, sorry for being sorry for missing last week. Uh, I was um, 
man, I was dealing with a bunch of stuff and the Corona with the Super Tuesday all together it was it was rough. So I apologize. We'll we'll try to I'll try to keep it together. Hey, life hack. Sorry about that. Um, you got anything uh, only thing that I have is man is um and it goes back to my good stuff, man. Let's look for similarities in each other, man, and let's try to uh, not only um, bridge the gap between ourselves, but between generations and, and realize that we all live this together, man. Just, uh, and I hope everyone has a great week. You know, be safe out there. Yeah, all right. Well, we will see you guys next week. Thank you very much. And um, yeah, um, this is Dopio. Um, please, please keep listening and stay safe out there. Later.